Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castanari-King, and I'm here with Todd Benita. We're recording another episode of The Heart of Seeing. Welcome, mm-hmm. Todd. Hey, what's happening? Thank yeah. you for having me again. This is uh, It's actually kind of fun, isn't it? It is fun. Yeah. yeah. I look forward to this. Yeah. You know, I do. It's fun to talk about other painters. Yeah. And, and what they're up job. to and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So before we start, I just want to tell our listeners, all two of them, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> all 200 of you. Wow. Um, for you. I'll be away. So you'll be hearing this probably on the 10th mm. of June, and I will be landing in Rome. Lucky dog. So I'll be away for a couple of weeks in Europe. I'll put some pictures up. Awesome. You're going to go to art museums? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll of course. We've right? got the whole trail planned out. Um, yeah, so two episodes, the next, uh, those, those two weeks there. I'll be back in July. Have a blast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So catch up on old podcasts and uh, you're leaving, what, tomorrow? Yep. I am. Going to Ireland to eat your heart out. <laughs> yeah. John Redmond Workshop. Going to be a blast. Cool. All right. So tell us who we're talking about today. Today we're going to talk about um, the heavyweight champ, Tom Hughes, uh, one of my very favorite living painters. And I'm not the only one. There's a yeah. lot of artists out there who regard Tom as their very favorite painter. And I know it's subjective, right? Tom is a, um, he's a representational painter, a representational realist oil painter. He also paints in acrylic, alkyds, uh, watercolor. I think he even uses like popsicle sticks and glue. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> I made that pad up. Oh boy. The point is this guy, like whatever he touches creatively, yeah. he, he really makes beautiful things. Makes and like incredibly beautiful things. Again, I understand subjective, but, hmm. but there's some pretty heavyweight painters out there who look at Tom like he is the man, you know? Yeah. Uh, George Van Hook, who I think you've interviewed before, and, and is like a oh, very well-known American oil painter. Not yet, um, but I will. <laughs> oh, you haven't interviewed George yet? Oh, you're going to love him. He's fantastic. <laughs> He's great. But George is, is you know, nationally known. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he refers to Tom Hughes as, uh, as the eyeball, you know? And I think Monet was referred to as the eyeball uh-huh. back in the 1800s. But, wow. but Tom is... Um, I can tell you, like, I show Tom's work at my gallery, right? And then Tom is the guy who, when other artists come to talk to me, like George Van Hook and a, and a bunch of other painters, they become little kids when they talk about Tom. Hey, is Tom coming? I want to meet Tom. Is he going to be here? And, and I know what they mean, you know? The first time I talked to Tom, I, I, I called him on the phone. Oh, it was so funny. Um, uh, there's a gallery in Portsmouth that had closed down. And it, 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 it was it just happened to be my gallery was opening the same month. Yeah. Complete coincidence. Mm-hmm. And um, and Tom Hughes called me on the phone, and I had never met Tom. I was very well aware of his work. Yeah, uh, this was probably in 2015 or 16. And um, and <laughs> this 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 voice on the other end of the phone said, "Hi, um, you don't know me. Uh, this is Tom Hughes." And I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let me stop right there. Not only do I know you, I'm practically a stalker, and I can I can I can tell you things about <laughs> from, about you. from you your don't bio." Even know. I, I, I can tell you the details of some of your paintings. Oh, I mean, wow. no, no, I really love it. He's one of those guys where yeah. 
you know, his work stops you. And it's just, whew, you get that whiplash okay, effect. Okay, well, what did he call for? Oh, he called because um, <laughs> because his gallery in Portsmouth was closing. Oh, I see. And I and the uh, the owner of that gallery had recommended that he uh, be represented by me. And nice. and I, I'm t- it was it was one of my very favorite phone calls. And yeah. and since then I've been showing Tom's work. We've had, we have like a five year plan where each year he has a solo show and teaches a workshop, um, which is part of the reason we're discussing Tom today sure. because I'm just I could not be a bigger fan. And yeah. I love his work. I, I love I love just being with Tom and just. BSing about art. Yeah. Um, he's uh, he's the man. Did I say that? If it's Once not crystal clear, he's the man. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so let me let me um, look. This is uh, this format of um, of what I'm doing here. The heart of seeing. Um, for, for those of you who are listening to it for the first time, just quickly, it's. I understand you could probably Google Tom, find an interview with him, and get a firsthand account. This is unique in that. Um, I run a small art school where I hire uh, my very favorite painters to teach. It's a very selfish endeavor, but they, they, I, I pay for them to, to put them up and, and uh, hire them to come to Ogunquit and teach a workshop. And I've been doing it for several years. And Tom is one of those guys who, he's a three-time offender this year. We're going to have him back. And because of this unique position, this unique opportunity I have sitting in the front row watching some of the mm-hmm. best painters paint. Mm-hmm. It's been an incredible joy for me. You know, I love painting. I love it. I, and I, I'm interested to know how some of my favorite paintings crack the codes to good painting. Mm-hmm. And Tom is right up there, you know. And uh, so my endeavor is to is to share with you uh, just a few takeaways mm-hmm. from the front row seat of seeing some of the greatest painters paint. Like, you know, during and after the workshops, I commiserate with other painters. I'm like, hey, you know, what was your takeaway? What did you get from this guy? Right. And so I just want to share with you like three yes. of the big takeaways. And for Tom Hughes, the, the, if I can bullet point them, the three takeaways today are going to be authenticity, composition, tools and materials. Composition seems to always find its way into um, into uh, what I'm interested in for, for uh, in artists, you know. I'm very curious about um, mm. how different artists compose. I think it's composition is one of the biggest things that distinguishes mm-hmm. one artist from another. And and as I'll uh, as I'll talk about later, the way Tom sees it, it's very he sees it in a similar way. Um, it's a very personal thing, but certainly Google Tom, and I'm going to talk about other artists who Tom's influenced by, and I'll mention other painters. And by all means, Google them, you know, because I sure. think that's part of the fun of this, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so when, when I'm talking with Tom about artists, you know, one of the things I talk to him about is influences, and he'll he'll mention painters that I may not have heard of, and you know, we we live in this utopian universe now. We just Google the guy's mm-hmm, name, and mm-hmm. you can. And it opens up a whole world. Sure and chances are, if you love, say, Tom Hughes, for example, there's a pretty good chance you're going to love the artists who were influenced by him. Right. I, I find that to be true for the most part. Okay, onward we go. So who is Tom Hughes? He's a representational realist oil painter. Paints in um, oils, acrylic, algae, watercolor, as I mentioned. He's a New England guy. He's born in New England. and um, But he's, he's spent more than, I don't know, 20, 22, the last 22 years or so in California, currently living in Alameda, just outside San Francisco with his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he paints landscape, uh, seascape, figure, portrait, um, but that doesn't really quite do it. You know, Google his name, click on images, and just mm-hmm. look at what this guy does. Um, having represented his work and had a few solo shows, it's funny, I, I really look forward to the, the art drop-off day. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes more and more interesting every year. Tom is in this period now where he, um, he 
he paints whatever the hell he wants. You know, yeah. I think like a lot of painters who do it professionally, uh, some will paint for the market. I think there's a percentage of what Tom is doing for the market, mm -hmm. um, what he calls gallery paintings. Sure. Um, but Tom paints a lot of pictures for himself. You know, yeah. you need to feed your soul. And Tom certainly does that. He paints um, what a lot of artists hate this term, but he's sort of like an artist artist, you know, mm -hmm. like he sells these paintings that for the most part are not very marketable in galleries. Uh, for example, he's, he gave me a painting. It was like an 11 by 14 last summer. And it was like a blue construction bucket with a tarp pulled over it and some like, you know, junk around it. And it was just really, if you squinted your eyes, it was a collection of um, light, dark and mid-tone shapes arranged on a composition. But it was, it, it was just a bucket. It was nothing. You know, what, what is this? You know, it's nothing. But at the same time, the abstract structure of it was quite beautiful. Right. And it was representationally painted in just such a beautiful manner. Tom's a virtuoso. Yeah. You know, he, um, he paints in a way that if you're a representational realist, Look at his work and you take a breath and you go, oh my God, the adults are painting now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> He's that guy. Right. And uh, anyway, uh, oddly, Tom is self-taught. He went to... Is he really? Can you believe it? I did right? not It's know like, that. what? And I know that a lot of the great masters were self-taught as wow. well, but Tom is self-taught. I'm pretty sure Tom's a genius. I yeah. got to be honest, you know, I, I don't know what the hell a genius is, but I'm pretty sure Tom is one. <laughs> He went to Northeastern at MIT and he studied physics back in the 80s. Yeah. And then he left to take a job as an illustrator at the Christian Science Monitor Daily Newspaper in Boston. Yeah. And he thrived there for a few years. I think he really got his chops there. Um, a lot of my favorite painters were illustrators or, you know, got their chops drawing. Well, he was pretty day. good then to get the job doing. Damn right he was. You yeah. Know? But he pretty much developed his chops in the field, in the studio, out in the field. I think he met T.M. Nicholas, the mm. England painter, Rockport painter. Mm -hmm. Sometime they painted together. And I don't know how much he actually got directly from T.M. Tom is, he's definitely Tom. He's, 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 he's nobody else. When you see Tom's work, it's definitively Tom Hughes' work. But in my view, he paints with the brush of, you know, a late 19th century master, mm. which I know this is subjective, but I think art, like art for beauty's sake, representational art for beauty's sake, sort of peaked in the late 1800s. I know, I'm saying that, just me. Um, anywho, Tom also happens to be da -da -da, the grand prize winner of the 2019 Plain Air Salon. He's on this month's issue of Plain Air Magazine with the winning painting. And right. that's a huge honor. Yeah. A $15,000 check, excuse me. <laughs> If you if you Google Tom, you can see one of the first pictures that pops up yes, is, it does. is Tom in his goofy smile <laughs> holding the giant check, like the giant cliche check. It's so That's awesome. Great. I secretly hope that he brought the giant check to the bank and tried to deposit it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I could not be happier for him. I, I love that guy. I really do. Um, so good for Tom. So go get Planar Magazine just for the cover mm -hmm. and for the story. He's just, he's so terrific. Uh, so... I guess this is, uh, we'll begin with um, authenticity. And I feel like I've sort of talked about Tom uh, mm -hmm. and I've, I've begun that and segued into it. But I think Tom is, uh, I really do think he is a genius. I think, I think some people find a career that they were actually born to do. Mm -hmm. And this is me saying this. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So, you know, check your sources and take everything I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> but I really like, he's one of these guys where I've seen a lot of very good technicians, very good painters. There are smart people there who can get a good art education, figure some things out, read some art books, make 100, 2,000 paintings, whatever. Um, 
figure some things out and be very good painters. But Tom, it, it's so ingrained in him, you know, being an artist. Gosh, it's just so him. It permeates, it permeates him. Um, that, that, that's what I gather from him. It's, it's truly in his blood. I, I think Tom is deeply connected with this idea of art being something beyond just pretty pictures. Mm. It runs very deep in him. And I'll expand upon that when I talk about um, mm -hmm. his influences, uh, which is really an extension of um, how I see him, his authenticity. Um, uh, but I think Tom is a living virtuoso. And, and, and from my view, that's saying a lot. I, I only see very few virtual, like Sargent was a virtuoso where the paintings themselves are what the paintings are about. They're just so beautifully painted. When I asked Tom his influences, and this, this is actually the answer to when I asked Tom what his favorite artist was. This was a few years ago. Mm -hmm. The answer is uh, very insightful to, it'll give you an idea of what I'm talking about when I say he, Tom is an artist that runs deeper than just being pictorial. Tom's answer to his favorite artist, Bach. That's right, J.S. Bach, <laughs> the German 17th century composer. Um, I'm going to quote Tom here. It's time for a Tom quote. Enough, mm. of, enough of my words. Here's what Tom had to say. <laughs> and this was um, a couple of years ago when I when I first met Tom in person. He came up for his solo show. And we were uh, sitting in front of the gallery on a rainy day. It was just him and I. And smoking stogies, drinking scotch. It was one of those. <laughs> that, that's what Tom is, you mm -hmm. know. It's funny. I, we, we were talking before you turned the mic on. And we were talking about Tom a little bit. And... If you read the transcripts of some of Tom's quotes and what Tom says, it, it, it can come across as like um, a sophisticated, pretentious guy. You know, yeah. talking about art like this. Tom could not be further than pretentious. <laughs> He's so authentic and real. Yeah. He is a scotch and stogie, sit back and just, you know, BS about art and talk about tubes of paint and, mm. you know, how he mixes greens or all day long. You wow. know, he's, he's authentic and real. And I love him for that. And when you see his work, I, I, I don't know what you expect when you see his work, but you, you expect this unapproachable giant, you know, and it, yeah. you expect, well, I think the best way to say it is how I describe George Van Hook. George Van Hook, who's like been painting for 40 years, you know, uh, <laughs> George, George Van Hook is, is Tom Sr. And, yes. and he, he becomes a little kid at the anticipation of wow. meeting Tom, you know. And then when you meet Tom, he's like, hey, man, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I met him at your gallery maybe a year or so ago. And we were just chatting that up. I did not know who he was. <laughs> he, he's real. And then I found out who he was. Oh. He's very authentic. And I just feel yeah, like I should say that nice. because a lot of his quotes, they sound like they would come from the mouth of somebody who's much more pretentious. And and really, I think it's an extension of of his, uh, well, he's sophisticated. He really is, yeah. I think, at heart. You know, yeah. I think he's he's just really smart. That's why I think he's a genius. The way, yeah. the way he can... He, he talks about art and the way he sees it, feels it deeply. But but even like uh, his intellect, he can, like Tom can tell you what's inside of Windsor and Newton's uh, Alizarin Crimson. Oh, wow. um, you know, he, he can talk about different brands of paints and different mm. colors and, and what's in them and what the differences are. He's a master of the tools. He's, yeah. he's brilliant in so many ways, but okay. <laughs> so... Um, Tom talking about um, his influences, and when I asked him who his, his greatest artist of all time was, I was expecting like, you know, when is Little Homer sure. or Sargent, yeah. which oddly are amongst his favorite visual painters when I pressed him. But <laughs> when he said Bach, he said Bach was the greatest artist to walk the earth. <laughs> I love that man. Um, and I asked him to, to expand upon that. I, I, I have some quotes. Uh, 
Tom writes, uh, well, Tom, this is what I wrote uh, based on our conversation. Um, Tom says, I'm not a musician, but I can perceive. Of course he can. The guy's mm-hmm. a giant eyeball, right? Mm-hmm. But Bach has a profound and complete grasp of musical structure yeah. that would be a bore if it weren't transcendentally beautiful. It's very true. It is true, right? Yeah, very. And, 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 it's amazing. But there's a parallel between that and art. Yeah. And, and you could say the same thing about um, Sargent's paintings. They, uh, they're beautiful, but you could say they would be a bore if it weren't for their trans- transcendental beauty. Yeah. Uh, the fact that as, as a painting themselves, they're actually a work of art. And I think Tom has actually achieved that in his lifetime. Yeah. So Tom, if I may, right back at you, my friend, your works would be a bore if it, <laughs> if it weren't for their transcendental beauty. Um, but anyway, um, Tom is the real deal. And when I did press him and I said, all right, okay, okay Tom, uh, enough of your nonsense. I want to know who, who you like, who are your favorite painters. All right, enough of this. <laughs> and, you know, he cites the usual suspects, I think. Yeah, Winslow Homer, Sargent, Degas. Mm-hmm. Um, Homer for his, his technical virtuosity. Sargent for his virtuosity, right? And, and the feeling in his work, the feeling that's conveyed in the way he uses paint. And Tom will admit that, particularly early on, he wanted to he wanted his paintings to sort of convey the same feeling that Sargent was getting when you look at the quality of his paintwork. Uh, Degas, maybe um, he puts him in his top five. That's where I have Degas too. Uh, and one of Degas' students, Walter Sicker, who was a British painter, and I believe was one of Degas' students. Walter Sicker painted um, ordinary people and urban scenes, which is interesting when you look at the work Tom's producing now. Tom's producing very like ordinary things. He's not he's not painting the red barn on the hill with a cow. Mm-hmm. He's not painting postcards. Uh, and this is an interesting thing to note when you consider his influences and what I'll talk about further when I discuss Tom's view on composition. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom is very much chasing very mundane things. You know, mundane, not in a negative sense, sure. but in a very real, authentic way. Tom is authentic. His paintings are authentic. He, he, his goals as an artist are very come from a very authentic place. And when you ask him who his favorite artist is, he's not saying Bach. To like to impress you, he's being authentic. He's being real. Mm-hmm. Bach moves him when he sits down. I can picture Tom, you know, smoking a stogie, drinking some scotch, yeah. listening to Bach and just really feeling deeply. And I think that's at the heart of who Tom is. Mm-hmm. I think Tom is uh, at his happiest when he's he's painting, drinking scotch and smoking stogies <laughs> with our <laughs> friends. I think um, anyway. He's good friends with T.M. Nicholas, who he spends a lot of time doing that exact thing with. And, yeah. um, so I think T.M. has been an influence on him in some ways, maybe not artistically uh, specific, like the, the, they don't paint in a similar manner, but I think the way they both, how seriously they both take it. Um, but they, they both uh, inspire me. Tom just inspires me for mostly for that reason, for this authentic spirit beyond just getting a representational image of nature, you mm-hmm. know? Like there's something deeper happening there. And you feel it when you're around Tom. If you talk to Tom and look at his work, you're surrounded by it. You can't escape that mm-hmm. feeling of, wow, here's a real artist who's really thinking and feeling deeply. And man, if I could have 10% of that in me, <laughs> it would be something, you know. But it's a great thing to sort of aspire to. Um, uh, the, the next sort of takeaway for Tom, for me anyway, uh, mm-hmm. regarding Tom, was composition. 
um, Tom's teaching style, you know, let, let, let me segue this and, and sort of finish my thoughts on authenticity and add that I think Tom as a teacher has a very, very unique teaching style that is in keeping with his authenticity, who he is. In other words, um, he doesn't come to teaching with, with handouts and this structured format and this structured syllabus of step right. one, step two, step three, here's a chronology of how to make a painting. I get to observe, and you know, I'm very fortunate to observe some of the greatest living painters and how they approach it. It's very interesting. Some some instructors have a very academic mm -hmm. approach, and there's pluses and, and minuses to all this. I guess you know, I guess the truth is there are many different teaching styles, yeah. and there's many different learning styles. Yeah. And the odds of your learning style synchronizing with the teaching style of an instructor is, um, you know, it's 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 a crapshoot, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, but the one thing that Tom does is he gives you this authentic experience and he gives you an authentic slice of who he is as a teacher. And so what, what he doesn't bring to you in a structured, academic, chronological how-to, mm -hmm. he makes up for in this combination of, just picture Tom demonstrating and using a combination of words as he paints. It, it, it's... The only way I can describe it is if you were lucky enough to like watch Babe Ruth swing a bat and he's sort of describing what he's doing while yeah. he sees it. And so you're watching one of the greatest living painters paint while he's he's talking about what he's feeling and seeing. It's something very difficult to sort of pass on to somebody verbally. And mm. I, I can only say, hey, you, you, this is one you need to see and be around. And Does he do it. any instructional videos like that? He doesn't, but uh, although... Um, there has been a threat that he may be putting something together and you know, I would say, you know, go to Tom's website to, to, yeah. to, to see if, um, if that does come. Um, but no, uh, so, but for the take, for, there are definitive takeaways. I don't want to say Tom's not giving you definitive things. For example, one of them to me was composition, his thoughts on composition. Um, so in, in particularly, uh, I think I've had three workshops with Tom so far. I've hosted three workshops with Tom. And all three, he has his students do thumbnail sketches. Okay. Now, before I get into this, let me preface some... Uh, I'm, I'm going to infuse some academics <laughs> so you can see the contrast of Tom's approach as opposed to academics. Now, I, I went to art school, and, I, and I, I, I've taken, taken notes with um, other instructors. And there are some academic truths that, that are, you know, they're just staples in the in the academic traditions of teaching composition that date back to 600 years in the renaissance mm -hmm. through the french academies to present so as it relates to composition um there are some truths and i'll, I'll just share with you some of them um, and one of them and this is a pretty good one for note takers out there most paintings pass or fail within the first 15 minutes yeah. And one of the reasons cited is, is because people don't tend to think. They just start painting without thinking. So in, instead, they should be looking at the motif and considering at least what, what the academicians refer to as the Holy Trinity, mm -hmm. the three most important things that contribute to the pass or fail of a painting. And they are composition at the very top. Mm -hmm. They're composition, design, and values. But today, as it relates to Tom, we're talking about composition. Mm -hmm. Composition is right at the top of the reasons why paintings pass or fail. So what we're saying is most paintings pass or fail within the first 15 minutes because people don't consider composition. Okay. So Tom attacks that head on. Yeah. And how he does it is he makes his students do three to five thumbnail sketches of their motif before they actually paint. And this gets them thinking. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the thumbnail sketch is, you know, it's a two inch by three inch sketch. Maybe it takes maybe three to five minutes to do one. So in 20 minutes, you can do a number of them. You can do half a dozen of them. Mm-hmm. And what he stresses you to do is paint the same motif three to five different ways, not three to five different motifs in a given area. Right. Pick a singular motif. And he forces you and presses you to sort of get the postcard out of the way. People mm-hmm. will typically get the postcard view right out of the way first, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you, you, you dig a little deeper. How else can I look at this? Can I zoom in? Can I zoom away? A bird's eye view, a worm's eye, whatever, right? Yeah. However you crop it and, um, and look deeply into it. Um, and um, Tom refers to it, and these are his words, as an exercise that helps students find their way into finding their individual design. He forces the artist to think of ways to design a motif in enough different ways so they are less likely to paint a postcard version. Mm -hmm. It's not their first, second, or third thought. Then he picks the best one to make a statement of their visual idea. Find your own sensibilities. This is what distinguishes most artists from each other is really composition. It's one of the most profound differences. You could put 10 artists in front of the same motif and say, go for it, man. (laughs) But at the end of the day, you could pick out the TM Nicholas, Mm -hmm. the George Van Mm -hmm. Hook, the Tom Hughes, and so on and so forth. Um, And so um, to that end, I think um, I'm not going to give away all Tom's tools. Tom was very careful. I talked to Tom before this interview (laughs) and he said, don't give it all away, man. But I think that's a good (laughs) teaser. He's brilliant. I mean, come on, look at his work. And when you're done lifting your jaw up off the ground, (laughs) you'll see what I mean. It's it's difficult to talk about visual, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, visual art, I suppose, but we're doing our best here, aren't we? Uh, another thing I'll add is this, and, and uh, this is what I love about Tom. Tom loves to talk about art. And, and many artists who are like uh, married to non-artists, for example, mm-hmm. you, you, you sort of, you have to find your people to talk about art with. And when you find Tom <laughs> and start talking about art, yeah. it's like it's like uh, two people talking over each other. You're just so excited to, to, to pontificate about art endlessly. And he, that, that man can go and go and go. And, and he's just so filled with, with wisdom and brilliance and some of it you may not agree with, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day, you know. Um, and one of them, and I asked him if I could share this because I get a kick out of this. Uh, l- l- let me unpackage it like this. I will never step on the toes of another instructor. So if, if another artist has an opinion about art or how to create art, sure. I will never step on their toes and say, that guy's wrong. My ego isn't such that I think I know the best way. Mm-hmm. Um if you walk into any museum in the world, there's evidence of hundreds of painters who do it many different ways right. and have different belief systems and start paintings different ways and so on and so forth. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. But it just interests me. I like talking. I like I like knowing how this guy cracked the code to good paintings. And, yeah. and it's good to hear differing opinions. And the one area where where, uh, where, where Tom, I think, is, is unique, and this, this is so interesting, and it's, it's, there's a learning opportunity here. He talks about aids in rules as it relates to composition. And I'm talking about these how-to books, mm. you know, um, composition for the outdoor painter, that kind of thing. I think yeah. we know who we're talking about. There's a great book by Edgar Payne, uh, who I think came out in the 1940s. And I, I love the book and I use it with students. And I, as a student myself, I was handed mm-hmm. the pages of uh, Edgar Payne's handouts and these little, <laughs> little thumbnail sketches mm-hmm. of how to compose, look for a triangle, the cantilever and, and all these ideas. and 
Tom is against aids and rules. Now, again, he gave me permission to say this, not to start the controversy, right? <laughs> but, um, Tom sees design as very, very idiosyncratic, you know, and it's a very personal thing. So he feels that aids and rules are complete nonsense. Those are his words. <laughs> send listen, all emails to Todd. <laughs> that's right. Send, send all emails to me. But, you know, um, he says they teach, and this is the part we can learn from Tom. And this, this, this stopped me as well. He says that as it relates to aids and rules, they teach you to look for a pyramid, for example. They teach you to look for a design tool. Mm. Um, and they don't teach you or encourage the student to look or think. Mm. That's what he says. Yeah. Um, I think another way to say it is this. I can give you a fish and you can eat for a day, but if I teach you to fish, uh, you can eat for the rest of your life, you know? So instead of giving you a pyramid and memorizing it yeah. the way you would cram for a test, it's better to teach you why does this is a, why does the pyramid work? Why does the cantilever work? Why does the silhouette or the tunnel or any one of these visual devices work? I think that's what Tom's getting at. Mm -hmm. And by looking and working out design, you find your way, you know? Um, and I'm simplifying it, of course. Yeah. It's not like he's leaving you to the wolves. <laughs> he's going to stand there and say, well, this doesn't work because there is a, uh, you know, your darks or there's just as many darks as lights and so on and so forth. Or whatever his approach is. I have to keep some secrets for Tom. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so takeaway number two, uh, thumbnail sketches. It's something we learned as illustrators. And I suspect uh, Tom being, starting his career as an illustrator, that, that um, he, he perhaps got that sensibility in, in those years. But at the end of the day, the guy can compose and paint like a madman. Mm. And so, so there you go. Uh, Does but, he do them himself? Do you know? Uh, I think he... Tom at this point, yeah. so this is like, uh, you know, do as I say. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> Don't sure, do as I, I do. Just if yeah. He might, in, in the workshops, and I, I've seen him demo painted with him a few times outdoors in the absence of students i've never seen him do thumbnails except with students right. and um i'm not going to question that man yeah, are you yeah, kidding yeah. me when, when tom hughes does things you, you stand back in reverence that's all you do you understand <laughs> all right <laughs> so but i don't know it's not to say he doesn't i'll bet when he's working on like say an ambitious studio painting mm. i'm guessing he probably is he's probably working on some compositional things mm. he's been doing this for a long time well that's what i meant you know maybe at the beginning of his career doing this it was more of a tool that he utilized at that time i would suspect it was mm. and after a while th this man it's just right then it, yeah, yeah you do it enough you don't need it it's... so there's an academic prerequisite that's required before you can make art what i'm talking about is poetry tom's a poet mm. look at his paintings this man is making visual poetry in my view i know it's my subjective view but i you know when you listen to bach you either feel the poetry or you don't right. when you look at tom hughes paintings you feel or see the poetry or you don't. I feel it. It's real to me. And to achieve that, to, to achieve feeling poetry in painting, it requires an academic prerequisite. In other words, you have to learn the tools of composition. And you have to learn them in such a way that you learn what works and what doesn't work. And you practice what works over and over and over again. Wash, recycle, repeat, improve. And you work on it so much that you build a muscle memory on your brain. And then, and only then, after you've done thousands of painting or completed your mile of canvas, and you've developed this muscle memory in such a way that when you're actually painting, you're not stumbling over the academics. Like, oh, you know, yeah. what are the rules about composition? No. Yeah. 
It's when you become a virtuoso of, of the tools and materials that you're able to make poetry, you know? And, and I'm not speaking as one who's there in that, you know, I'm not, I'm speaking, I'm talking about Tom, you know? I couldn't hold that man's luggage, just to be clear. Tom, in my view, is a virtuoso, he is a poet. Um, so I suspect to that end, he's probably not doing thumbnails. I bet he did at one time when he was working on the technical prerequisite, right. but he is light years beyond yeah. that. Um, I think he still challenges himself. Mm -hmm. So who knows? But if I was guessing, I bet in the studio, he's definitely doing thumbnails of some sort for more ambitious paintings. Mm -hmm. So that leads us to the final takeaway, which is tools and materials. And this yes. one is short and sweet. Okay. And this was a takeaway um, I got from just sticks, right? painting with Tom. Yes, popsicle <laughs> sticks. That's right. Now, Tom, I, I uh, had the good fortune of painting with Tom while he was in town for a solo show the last few years. And we would just kind of kick around and, and uh, just get some painting time in. And and I noticed that his setup was very simple. It oh, was, yes. Yeah. I saw it on his website. Yeah. I was totally, my jaw hit the floor. I was like... Is that it? Yeah. It's on a can on the side. That's it. Yeah. A minimal amount bags. of paint. There's no mediums. Yes. There's no quick dry this, yes. slow dry that, three parts this, and then uh -huh. I do that. <laughs> yeah. His medium is Gamsol, which is a, uh, a turpentine substitute, right? Odalis turpentine substitute. He uses it to clean his brushes, but he also uses it to paint with. Mm. And I had a conversation with, with this about with Tom about this. And I, I, at first I thought, oh, well, this is his travel kit. He's just minimizing his painting. Uh -huh. But no, this is his everyday kit. And he said something that to this day has not only stayed with me, it changed the way I actually make paintings now. Mm. At the time I had, I think like 14 tubes of uh, tube colors on my palette. I had, uh, I was painting with liquid to quick dry. And I also had Gamsol and you know, I was doing all these crazy things. And and Tom said to me, I love this. He said, look, if I put you on a desert island for two years and I just gave you a minimum amount of tools, yeah. you're going to figure out how to make paintings with those tools. <laughs> this is a no-nonsense guy who's figured <laughs> things out. This is an authentic person who's mm -hmm. less interested in academic truths. He's less interested in, in how Edgar Payne composes. This is a guy who's self-taught. He went out in the field. He looked at nature and he took ownership of composition by doing it, by infusing Tom into nature and, 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 and becoming this poet by doing the work, by actually looking and thinking. Um, pretty simple stuff, right? Like yeah. I think the most profound stuff can be simple. And um, so anyway, to, to finish the thought, Tom's idea is that if I put you on this desert island for two years with a minimal amount of tools, you're going to figure out how to make paintings. Mm -hmm. And so he said, well, I just started getting rid of stuff. And that's how Tom talks. He's very no-nonsense. He doesn't see, like to me, before I went to art school, art was magic. And Tom has a way of talking about art and seeing it for what it really is in a very authentic way. And it sort of disarms you. Yeah. It's sort of, you know, you, your tight shoulders now sort of relax. You're like, oh, yeah. Tom will say things like, and I love this, I quote him all the time. He says, you know, oftentimes students will become tight and they're, they're, they're so afraid to fail when they're painting. And he sort of lets you off the hook and he says, listen, there's nothing to be afraid of. He goes, this is dumb. You're looking at nature and you want to make your canvas look like nature. It's, it's dumb, relax, you know, enjoy yourself. <laughs> and, and then he says, and he builds upon that. He goes, if you think about it, 
this paintbrush. It's just a stick with hair on it. And this is colored mud. <laughs> He's a maniac, you know? But it's disarming. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. He's like, look, you're on a desert island in two years. You're going to figure out how to make paintings. So just get rid of stuff. He's yeah. cool, you know, with, with, the, with, the, with the cigar bouncing in his lips as he's talking about it. <laughs> but he's true. You know, it's true. So I did about two or three years ago. I started getting rid of stuff mm. and simplifying my kit. And you're thinking, there's less things to think about, less things to fool around with. And at first, it is clumsy. I'm learning old habits, working, trying to make paintings without liquid if you were using it for a long time. Right. But um, anyway. Well, he, um, I did notice on the website, because I yeah. was looking, and I'll have you talk about this in a minute, that mm -hmm. he's doing a workshop here in the fall. Um, and just reading what he wrote about what to bring, you could, you could see his personality in there. Yeah. And the authentic part. Right yes, there. You the said materials the list I just copied and pasted when he's. I said I yeah. sent him an email. Hey Tom, I'll need to put your materials list on the website, and I just copied yeah. and pasted. But I mean, wrote, just the way he even wrote time. about what we'll do and you know how it's going to go, and, and yeah. all you know your shoulders just relax to think. Oh, I'd love to do this workshop, but I don't know. You know yes, it's tough. Tom will set you at ease and yeah. make painting something very approachable and honest and real. Yeah, and so the big takeaway for Tom really is just the, is the guy's authentic and he's mm -hmm. real. And they make you take a breath and go, all right, hmm. the adults are painting now. I'm in good hands. And this guy figured out some things on his own. And that's exactly what he's encouraging you to do is to think, you know, see, right. look and think on your own. Right. Uh, so you've got, he's got two workshops coming up, one in the fall of this year. Yeah. Well, Tom's very, you know, he's a busy guy. He, he, he does more workshops beyond what I'm doing. I would encourage you to go to his website first. Yes. Um, TomHughes.com, I think, I hope. Yeah. Google Tom. There's another Tom Hughes in the UK. This is the American Tom Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it'll be. I'll put a link. To yeah, it. yeah. And I think if you scroll up to his bio, right. all the way up, you'll see a link to his website there. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Tom's teaching two workshops with our with our school, the Ogunquit Summer School of Art. He'll be in Ogunquit in October. This is his third October with us. Great time of year to paint. It's early October. The tourists have left Ogunquit. Hmm. October eighth through the tenth. It's a um, Free day workshop, and we will paint the uh, the coves and the the those quintessential main little nooks with Tom under his tutelage, and we'll have some fun. Um, and next year we're putting together a workshop for Tom in Italy. Yeah, that's in the fall great. of 2020. Yeah, so the dates aren't on the website yet, but we will go to Tuscany in the fall of 2020 with Tom, and it'll be a group workshop. Uh, it'll happen simultaneously with TM Nicholas aboard as well. So it'll be a Tom Hughes workshop with a demo by T.M. Nicholas and some of T.M. Nicholas's uh, insights as well. Mm. Tom Hughes and T.M. Nicholas are very good friends. They've been mm -hmm. friends for, I think, 20 years or so, and they mm -hmm. paint together. And, and the two, just being around the two of them is like, just, again, sit back, <laughs> watch the adults paint, and watch the adults commiserate about art. And they're just, they're both wonderful. Um, but anyway, there you have it. The great Tom Hughes, one of awesome. my very favorites. Yeah, yeah. it's TomHughesPainting.com. There you go. You open up that homepage and there he is. Yep, there's a picture of him with his giant $15,000 check giant for winning check. the uh, Plain Air Salon. Yeah, get Plain Air Magazine too. You'll see him on this month. Right now we're recording in June of 2019. Yeah. And you'll see Tom on the cover. He's awesome. Run and get but, it. Yeah, hey, have fun in Europe. All right. Hey, you have fun in Ireland. Yeah. Bye. See you. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show 
And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.